Welcome to the You Debate Sports Podcast, the new sports podcast that's bringing the debate to the fans. From football to basketball to baseball, let your voice be heard by joining our community of fans. And now, it's time for your host, Ken Bone. What's up, everybody? I'm Ken Bone, and this is the You Debate Sports Podcast. A little background on us here at You Debate Sports. We're creating a platform that enables sports fans to engage more directly with one another in order to gain perspective and share knowledge. With that being said, it's important that we have a platform in which we can directly discuss sports with one another. So the best way to do that is to head on over to our Twitter, our Instagram, or our Facebook page, at Sports. Got plenty of polls up there, plenty of debates. Uh, hop in and join our community of fans. So with that being said, we'll uh, start off with some uh, baseball here. I know we got some NBA playoffs, we'll get there. But if we take a look at the NL and, and their divisions, the West is pretty much up for grabs. I mean, you got the Rockies, the Diamondbacks have been killing it. The Dodgers are going to be good when they get Turner back, although Seager's a big loss. That That's a huge loss for that team. And then you got to think Bellinger's going to turn it around, so... The Dodgers are going to be right there, and then you can even put the Giants in there with their uh, veteran roster that they have. And then you look at the Central, and you got the Cubs, although they've been struggling too, and the Cardinals are always going to be there. And then the Braves have gotten off to a hot start. If you want to look at more of the Braves' success, head on over to our website at udebatesports.com. Check out our latest article on the Braves. But then we head over to the American League, and you got the Indians from the Central. That's pretty much locked, unless the Twins somehow start playing like the second half they did last year. But then we got the AL East and the AL West. And there's four teams fighting for two divisional spots. You got the Angels and the Astros in the West, who are virtually at a tie. Maybe the Angels are half game back. And then you got, over in the East, you got the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Yankees winning 15 out of their last 16 games. And they're still a game back from the Red Sox. That's just how hot the Red Sox start was this season. So if you think about it, you're only going to have two division winners. But that just about guarantees that the other two are going to be the wild card game. And let's think about those matchups for a second. What are what are we possibly going to be blessed with as a pitching matchup in the AL wild card game? So let's say that the Astros win the AL West and the Yankees will go with them winning. Then you come on over to the AL wild card and you've got the Angels versus the Red Sox with a Shohei Otani versus Chris Sale. How intriguing is that matchup to watch? Okay, now let's say the Angels win the division. You got Verlander Sale. Now you got the Angels and the Red Sox win the division. You got Severino versus Verlander. These matchups of these four aces might be the best possible wildcard pitching matchup that we've ever had. I mean, you look down the list, you got Otani from the Angels. You got Severino from the Yankees, Verlander from the Astros, and Chris Sale from the Boston Red Sox. Of course, anything can happen. Only 25% of the way through the season. Not even 25% of the way through the season. Only about 30 games in. So it's going to be up for grabs. I mean, now it's not a guarantee that these four teams are going to make it. I mean, you even got the Mariners coming strong in the AL West. The A's are always going to be there with their money ball. And then you could even see a sleeper team from the East. Maybe a Blue Jays or something. And then the Twins from the Central. You know, you never know what they're going to do, but right now it's lining up to where the four best teams in the American League 
two of them might get matched up in that wild card game. And that's going to be tough. That The wild card game is so important coming into the playoffs because it gives a team momentum, you know. If the Angels are able to win that, that's tough for the number one seed because they're coming in not only are they hot, but they have a good team. Look at what the Royals were able to do when they won the wild card. I mean, they made it all the way to the World Series. It's fun to dream, and it's certainly not outside the realm of possibilities that we would see one of these matchups. But I just wanted to give you guys a little taste of what, what the baseball playoffs are going to be like. Because we've had so much NBA playoffs. And that's what we're getting into, is NBA playoffs. Everybody thought this year's playoffs was going to be different. At the beginning of the season, the overwhelming prediction from the East was the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the overwhelming prediction from the West was the Golden State Warriors. And for those two teams to make it to the finals, the overwhelming pick from the West for the Western Conference Finals to match up against the Warriors was the Rockets. And the overwhelming pick from the East was the Boston Celtics. And that looks like exactly the matchup that we were going to get. So we had a lot of noise these first round of the playoffs. The Jazz taking down the Thunder. The Pels sweeping the Blazers. Cavs taking Pacers to Game 7, but none of it really mattered. I mean, we have the same exact prediction of the Final Four teams that we had on opening day of the season. Now, I know there's been some roller coasters, especially in the East. I know the Warriors had a little bit with their with their injury bug, the Rockets being the one seed, but, but you could have bet pretty serious money that the Warriors and the Rockets were going to face off in the Western Conference Finals, and they both have 3-1 leads and have looked dominating in their series. But then we look over on the East and we had ups and downs through the season. Especially for the Cavs. Overhauling the roster. Sending out D. Wade. D. Rose. IT. Getting rid of those guys. And bringing in a young core. And they looked good off the bat. They looked really good. And they kind of went back to their Cleveland ways. At least for this season. With a poor defense. And a four seed. In the Eastern Conference. But then we even look at the Celtics. Injury to Gordon Hayward on opening day. How much worse could it get? It was starting early and often for the Celtics. And if you want to hear a little bit more about their story, we'll have an article coming out later today on that. But then, you know, they get off to a hot start. And you got Kyrie. Kyrie can carry a team. And they made it to the number two seed. Until Kyrie went down. But somehow, someway, this exciting playoffs that everybody loves and don't get me wrong it's nice it's nice to have competitive games although the second round has been kind of uh, a disappointment this is the same playoffs we had last year where people could predict the conference finals before the season even started and there's nothing wrong with that especially with the matchups that we could get I think during the regular season the Rockets versus the Celtics really showed us really showed us how awesome that series could be and then when you got a playoff LeBron who owns Toronto, won his last nine games against the city. It's getting embarrassing at this point, Toronto. Come on now. But it'll be interesting to see, really, in the Western Conference Finals, how the Warriors and the Rockets match up. Because they have dominated the rest of the field, and it really hasn't been close. You know, the Rockets having the number one overall seed, and the Warriors playing last night against a good Pelicans team, and just whooped them. Pelicans didn't have a chance yesterday. Because that's how good that the Warriors can be when they're on their game. So it's going to be really exciting to see. And, the, and they have two different styles of play, the Rockets and the Warriors. And they're almost battling 
for a basketball ideology. Whereas, you know, you get the Warriors, who are top three in the league in assists, top three in the league in passing, moving the ball quick, pushing the pace, throwing the ball around, getting wide open looks. Whereas the Rockets are bottom three in assists, like the ISO, and run a lot of pick and rolls with Capella Harden, Capella Paul, and it works. But the biggest thing is both these teams can shoot the three ball. And the math adds up. The math didn't add up for the Jazz. The math didn't add up for the Pelicans. Both teams who can't shoot the three ball nearly as well as the Warriors or Rockets. So it's going to be fun to see. I know that it was kind of predicted in the beginning of the season. But through the ups and downs, that's what made it kind of exciting. Now we're going to get the Warriors and the Rockets, likely. Both 3-1 in that series. And then we're going to get the Cavs and the Celtics on the other side. A matchup between a playoff LeBron and a hungry Celtics team, let me tell you. So that'll be fun to watch. Head on over to our Twitter page and let us know which matchup you would like to watch. Whether you want a, another matchup of the Warriors and the Cavs, round four, four in a row. Warriors, Celtics, Cavs, Rockets, or Rockets, Celtics. Let us know which one you want to see, which one would be most exciting you feel like. And that'll move us on to our last topic for today, and that's uh, AFC quarterbacks. The next big one. Who's it going to be? We got Brady for the Patriots, AFC East. We got Big Ben for the Steelers in the AFC North. And then we got Phillip Rivers out in the AFC West. Been doing it for years. But these guys are all getting kind of old. I know that Big Ben said he's got three to five more years. I don't I don't know how much I see that. He's barely moving around back there. No, but he's he's still good. But you can't expect the dude to play for three to five more years. I mean, that'd be great if he does. Don't get me wrong. That'd be amazing. Look what Tom Brady's been able to do. But all in all, how long are these guys going to be the, the kings of the AFC? Because the NFC is dominated by quarterbacks. We look, we got Russell Wilson. I mean, NFC West, let's go name, name them. You got Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Josh Rosen now, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Now you go over to the NFC North. You got Stafford, you got Cousins, Rodgers, and then wow, we don't know what Trubisky is yet, but you go down to the NFC South. You got Breeze, Newton, Winston, Matt Ryan. And then even the NFC East, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Eli Manning, Alex Smith. But who do you have in the AFC? You got a lot of quarterbacks in the draft this year. You got Mayfield. You got Darnold. You got Josh Allen. But even then, who are we going to see emerge? Because it's doubtful that all three of those quarterbacks from the draft class rise to the level that is Tom Brady. Ben Roethlisberger, and Phillip Rivers. Now, one possible option, obviously there's going to be one good quarterback from this draft class, at least. At least. Don't get me wrong, all three of them could be outstanding quarterbacks. But there's going to be at least one. Even Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Don't forget him, first rounder. Barely snuck in there. But a possibility that we could see, how about Patrick Mahomes over in Kansas City? How about that dude? The guy that Andy Reid, quarterback guru, from the Holmgren coaching tree. Trades away a Pro Bowl quarterback. Just trades him away. Made it to the second round of the playoffs. Quarterback's gone. And it's not because it wasn't his performance. It's because of what Andy Reid sees in this moldable young talent that is Patrick Mahomes. And he showed us that in the last game of the season last year against the Broncos. Throwing for over 200 yards. Or how about Deshaun Watson? The player that should have been the first overall pick 
in last year's draft. The player that somehow got overlooked when he led the Clemson Tigers to two straight national championships and one win over an Alabama team. I don't want to say they could compete with last year's Browns, but they're not too far off from competing with a zero-win NFL team, let me tell you. So it's going to be interesting with these three kings, you could call them, of the AFC going out. Big Ben, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers. Now, it might not be this year, because it looks like Phillip Rivers is going to have a at least two more good years. At least two more good years. Brady's going to do what he does in that system. And Big Ben's, at least for this year and the next year, he's going to have the Steelers as the favorites in the AFC North. There's just no way around it. I know that the Browns overhauled their roster, but there's something to be said about a losing culture. Now, that's not to say that they're not going to start winning. They're definitely going to win a game this year, let me guarantee it. And they have a pretty good chance of going 8-8. But when Ben Roethlisberger is alive and kicking on the Steelers, they are going to be the favorites in that division. So it'll be interesting to see the progression because the young quarterbacks are going to have to start stepping up now. You don't go from a, a rookie-level 2,500-yard throwing season to a holy cow, this dude is the king of the AFC. You don't do that. So it'll be interesting to see who starts stepping up. I know it could be Andrew Luck. It definitely could be in the AFC South. He's just got to stay on the field. That injury and that Quentin Nelson pick in the drafts, number six overall by the Colts, is going to really help him stay on the field. So we'll see whether it be Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, the guy that we kind of overlooked because he's on a really good team, is Blake Bortles. I mean, who's not? Who's to say that he couldn't be the king of the AFC? I know he gets a lot of flack because they run the ball all the time and he really doesn't throw that much. But who, who's to say he doesn't come out whipping the ball around this year? I mean, he's got the talent, he's got the potential. But it'll be interesting to see. You know, whether it's a rookie quarterback that steps up, whether it's Lamar Jackson that proves that there was 31 other mistakes made before him in the draft, whether Josh Allen can fix his accuracy concerns, or whether Baker Mayfield can go out and get the Browns a 500 record this year. You know, Tyrod Taylor's starting the season, but we'll see. Maybe Baker makes his way out there. But keep an eye on that. Deshaun Watson, as we keep moving forward, which quarterback it is in the AFC that's going to step up and start taking over. All right, guys, and that's all the time we have for this podcast. I really appreciate you guys listening in. There's so many other podcasts that you guys could listen to. I chose to, to debate with you debate sports, and I appreciate that. So until next time, check us out on our website, udebatesports.com, or on social media, at udebatesports. Thanks again, guys, and happy debating. Peace.